Corolla. 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 Welcome to another episode of Jack Chats Corella. My name is Jack, and once again, we will be discussing and analyzing the 2021 motion picture Corella. I'd like to thank everyone for keeping me in their thoughts during my period of absence. I went into the Walgreens a few days earlier this week to get my COVID-19 vaccine. What I was actually injected with, though, was in fact something the doctor called a place boo, which for some reason, after I heard about this, made me feel very ill and gave me quite a lot of night terrors. It was not very fun. Thankfully, though, I had minutes 5 to minutes 10 of Cruella to keep me company these past few nights, and they've been very comforting because they've been quite extraordinary piece of cinema that I experienced here. It wasn't just, you know, the delusional things I might have experienced along the thing. It was all real. I'm pretty sure it was all real. It's it's all seemed uh, logical and made sense to me. So why don't we go ahead now that I've recovered from this uh, awful situation and begin with the recap of what we watched together here. Recap! Our story continues as Estella and her mother, Catherine, I be- is that, was that her name? Or maybe it was just Estella's mom. Is it just mommy? I've seen, I've seen names of her appear on the Wikipedia page. I haven't bothered reading further because, as we'll find out here, she's really a nothing character. Doesn't, doesn't really matter in the long you know, scale of things. But they're together on this car ride where, as we remember from the last episode, Estella promised her mother that she would behave, a promise that she will soon break because they are about to enter a magnificent-looking castle where Estella, being the little scamp that she is, is going to get in all sorts of trouble with her good dog friend buddy. When they arrive, it it turns out that Estella's mother is wearing her nicest dress because she is supposed to get some extra funds for the trip to London because it appears due to Estella's various rambunctious activities and leaving school, it turns out that it takes a lot more money to get to a major city like London. So Estella is told to wait in the car until her mother is done, but Estella, of course, cannot behave herself because someone was wearing something odd. And Estella likes odd things. So she exited the car with her dog buddy and entered the castle in kind of in the bottom of one of those, you know, dinner carts with a nice little fancy curtains that are hiding, I guess, would normally hide plates or something. I have never been invited to a party, so I don't actually know what sorts of things happen. I can only assume all parties are like this because it was full of very fancy-looking people and fabulous outfits all getting together to watch a, I guess, a fashion show, which inspired Estella deeply. You can tell that it's going to impact the movie because the adult Estella, or at least who we assume to be her, says that this was a life-changing experience because she was finally 
in a place where she felt she belonged, which is funny to say because she was hiding. Kind of a silly situation there, but, you know, at least she felt some brief comfort before her little dog friend Buddy escaped her hands and ran off like a little scamp. But as Estella is about to leave and chase after Buddy, she is caught by one of Britain's most fierce antagonists in fiction, a bald British man. Yes, the bald British man catches Estella before she could run off any further and says, basically, like, hold it. Something, you know, the Brit- British words are sometimes hard to grasp. Thankfully, I have the subtitles on to help me decipher their confusing dialect, but... The bald British man notices Estella's hair and is disgusted by it, probably due to all of the thematic discussions we had during the previous episode. And he basically said, oh, we'll have a... We'll have none of that! We'll have none of that! And uh, forces a hat upon her head. So she is a... Briefly in his um, capacity, you know, basically in captivity, until Buddy the dog realizes the, the mess that they made and... Bites the ball, British man in the leg, and they begin a little chase of sorts. They run around the party and immediately cause a mess of things. Everything's falling over in a very comedic and a hilarious fashion. But, of course, this also attracts the attention of a new set of characters as well. Something that stands out for the 101 Dalmatians franchise, the actual Dalmatians part. Three large adult Dalmatian dogs notice this pair of scamps and is set out loose towards them. And they look quite vicious. They look like they're going to tear this girl's throat out. It's uh, And they should also mention they're CGI looking as well. They don't look very real, so I would be afraid of them too. So they run away from these three dogs as much as possible. There's a little little sequence of a kind of a nod to cinematic, you know, you know, leader of cinema, Zack Snyder, you know, the leader of cinema with his slow-mo, fast-mo technique is referenced here as Estella's almost bitten by these dogs, but she quickly gets outside and tries to get the attention of her mother, who during this entire process was talking with Another character, an older woman who might in fact be the, or I guess rather it's revealed to be she is the owner of the estate. So Estella's mother is notices, you know, she doesn't quite notice, I should say. She, she doesn't notice that, but what she will soon notice is that those three Dalmatian dogs exit the castle and leap over Estella and run towards you know, Mommy, Mommy Estella, Mommy Corella, however you may call her. It doesn't matter because they ram into her so hard, she is flung into the air. And in fact, it turns out she was talking on a cliffside and she falls a hundred feet towards her death. So that is the end of the character of Mommy, played by Emily B Cham is it B Cham? B Cam? It's a uh, hard to tell sometimes with actress names, but we're just gonna have a quick moment of silence as we remember this character we got to know for at least almost ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> 
enough of that. So Estella's mom is dead, and Estella realizes that, oops, I, uh, I killed my mom. Whoopsie. And the rest of the party comes outside, and they talk to the Duchess when they realize there was a whole big disturbance, and she proclaims that the woman she was talking to was trying to rob her, and she says there is someone else in the castle that must be captured, that person, of course, being Estella. The dogs, those Dalmatians, those evil CGI creatures, try to sniff out our hero, but when they find where Estella was hiding initially, she's already gone, and she's running away, as our five minutes of this week are up. But of course, this means it is time for the analytical portion of our show to begin. It's analysis time with Jack. There's really one major thing I want to talk about, and it is the inclusion of the Dalmatians coming into the movie now, and the nature of how they are. They're very malicious and evil. It would make sense why a character like Estella, who we assume becomes Corella, would grow up to despise them because in a even though it was to her knowledge her fault the whole ordeal happened those dogs did almost murder her and they in fact did murder her mom by knocking her off a cliff and making her fall down comically to her death in a cgi pool of water so very unfortunate circumstances but you know the other thing i want to point out is the fact that they were three dogs together three dogs like the mythical being of cerberus they are essentially guarding the domain of what is essentially hell there's uh should have mentioned in the actual you know recap portion that it was very dark and stormy lots of you know fake lightning happening so it really shows just how spooky and scary the whole situation was for really everyone involved so it, it makes sense you would have you know a dalmatian cerberus guarding your rich and fancy home but that's really the only major thing I felt like analyzing here. Not not much else that we haven't already talked about. They, they really emphasized the black and white hair that Estella had. We've already gone in detail about that already. So I, I try to make this focus on new things every other week. I feel like that's appropriate for the type of show we're doing here. But... We're not actually going to be doing the best outfit of the week because, to be honest, I thought all of the outfits were awful. Just horrible outfits. I don't even think Estella's mom's nicest dress was even that nice. You know, she died in, uh, honestly, a pretty plain dress, so I guess she died plain. Oh, well, um, sucks to be her, I guess. But I guess that is it for... This episode of Jack Chats Corella, as always, I want to thank Danny Boy and the Danny Boys for providing our theme song here for our show. We always love to hear from them. They're just so talented, and they're already getting ready to do some live shows in the future. I am uh, won't be able to make it, though, because I'll be too busy watching Corella here. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday this week. If uh, if you're celebrating Thanky Day or if you're just celebrating the Thursday, Thursday's a is a fine day. It's a it's a it's a day that's uh, after Wednesday. I'm sure someone has something special. You might need to go uh, get your passport renewed. That's that's something to celebrate. Or um, 
maybe you uh, need to buy yourself a new pair of designer sneakers. That might be something a Thursday might provide for you. It's a wide variety of options here, but with that, I must take take part. Farewell, and I'll see you next time when we're discussing and chatting about Corella. Corella, Corella, Corella Deville. Deville.